Welcome to the secret world of Nicolas Flamel. This is my world. Prepare to be awakened. Jamie. I'm Jeff. Sean. And I'm Chris. And welcome back to the show. Uh, we're glad to have all the listeners back with us. And for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. And I just want to give a shout out to all our listeners and say we're really pleased with the number of listeners we've had so far. And we hope the show continues to grow. So please tell all your friends about the series and about the site, www.fomels-immortal-portal.com. And be sure to tell them about the podcast. Also, as before, you can send your comments, suggestions, and questions for the show to awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com. And you can contact any of the members of the podcast team individually by emailing them at their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. Also, don't forget to visit the podcast page and vote in our poll and answer the question of the month because your answers could end up on the show. I am pleased to announce that we have a new feature for the podcast. Um, Awakenings now has a Skype answering machine. So if users have a Skype account, you can log in and dial the username Awakenings Podcast, and that's one word, and you can leave a recorded message with a question or comment for the show, and we will try and play some of those messages on each show. So without further ado, I'm going to pass it on to Sean. He's going to announce what his scent is from the poll. Well, I am actually kind of thankful that this one won. This was the one I was kind of silently rooting for over here, but uh, it came out to be the freshly struck flint. I've always kind of liked the smell of a freshly lit match, but, you know, it matches the whole Shadow Elder thing I got going on the talk boards anyway, so it works, out, works well for me. For uh, seared beef. Yeah, I was gunning for the seared beef. I'm kind of sad. I actually had that for dinner tonight, by oh, the way. Nice. <laughs> I had a nice prime rib. So right now I probably do smell like seared beef. However, <laughs> we can move on. So, today's podcast. Which is, today we're tackling Machiavelli, and we're going to start out with the uh, question of the month, which is, why do we think Machiavelli's secret files are his most prized possession? And I'm going to start with some of the listener responses, and if you guys have comments, feel free to jump in here. Our first response is from Saul Perez, and he is from Miami, Florida, and his response was, knowledge is power. His files tell him everything about the world of the elders and everything outside the humani knowledge. Our second response was uh, from Megan from Ohio, and she said, because they contain all the dirt on his immortal enemies and allies. Another response was from Eric from Maine, and he said, I think it's because he has information of every elder, immortal, human, and others, where they are, connections to them or from them. He said, I know someone said knowledge is the most valuable thing because it cannot be taken while a diamond or a jewel may easily be stolen. Okay. So kind of another knowledge is power. We did get a lot of those. And I apologize that I can't say everyone's name. Another response we got was from Anthony from Trenton, New Jersey. And he said, it is many lifetimes of work. I mean, the guy is 100 years old and he puts so much effort into it. It makes sense. Well, it's more than 100 years old. Yes. It says hundreds of years. It says hundreds of years. Hundreds. Okay, yeah, I didn't hear that. The hundreds. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, it, it, uh, you're correct, Anthony. <laughs> he is hundreds of years old. <laughs> and the last one is from Mel, and I'd just like to say that her response was very well thought out. We do encourage well thought out responses for the question of the month. It makes Please. gives us more things to talk about. So um, she said, because... That information lets him know every immortal elder and dark elder's whereabouts, including Shadow Realm whereabouts and also the attributes of each one, meaning he has a dossier containing all their powers, the scent of their aura, and most importantly, their weaknesses. He will know their alliances and feuds and strengths and therefore know exactly who he needs to contact at any point or whose whereabouts he can sell to the highest bidder. 
He has amassed utter knowledge, and that is the key to power. Machiavelli, therefore, has some atom of power over every immortal elder and dark elder, which makes him all the more dangerous. I think that's very powerful and yeah. well said. Yeah, that was. Uh, By the way, it's, it's dossier, not dossier. Oh. Yeah, dossier. Well, I apologize. <laughs> I'm the queen of the big word pronunciation. UK. So, what do you guys think? Why do you think his uh, his files are his prized possession? Um, knowledge is- yeah, knowledge is power, just like everybody that sent QAM and said. <laughs> yeah, knowledge is power. Um, I think what's that- more important is why does he feel no one else needs to know about it? Yeah, he, why does he keep it from, from everyone uh, and keep it so so well securely hidden? I mean, obviously, yeah, you he know, knows he, about uh, it. Yeah, D does know about it, so obviously his elder knows about it. Does Machiavelli know that D knows about it, though? Yes. He does now. Well, yes, D, well D said something to him along the lines of, you didn't look, you, you didn't find that information in your little book or something, or however you put it, in your files. Yeah, that's correct. I do remember you that. You said, though, his his elder knew knows about them. Whose elder knows? D's elder knows about them? Yes. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't, though. I mean, I I get the sense that D doesn't tell his elder exactly everything, and so you know, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he knows through through some other way, and and um, maybe Machiavelli's elder then doesn't know either because none of the elders know. I think just because D D knows, it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion that D's elder does. No, but you got to think that D has probably told his elder, and his elder obviously is in communication with D. Oeth Machiavelli's elder. You know, through the whole his elder calling him and telling him to wait for uh, wait for D to get there before he he tries to take Flamel. Yeah, so no, I, I think there's a good chance. There's, there's a good chance that that Machiavelli's elder knows about the about the files. There's a chance, but what do you think his elder has on Machiavelli that made him all of a sudden change his tune and want to go help D? I mean, he's got to have something pretty powerful because Machiavelli didn't want to listen to him really, and then kind of right. Well, um, you know, I, I I don't I don't know uh, except that maybe D's elder is so powerful that Machiavelli's elder is literally scared of him. And will do his bidding, yeah, that's and that's why he, you know, that's why he, you know, he was told to tell his servant in Machiavelli to wait for for D, and 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 he went and did it. I uh, I found the quote on that that D said. He says, um, he's talking about how D was Nicholas's student, and he says, I first met Nicholas and Paranel in this city almost 500 years ago. I was their student. You didn't know that, did you? That's not in your legendary files. Oh, don't look so surprised, he said, laughing at Machiavelli's stunned expression. I've known about your files for decades, and my copies are even more up to date. So, he doesn't really so not, say his elder knows, but... No, nah, but he basically says not only does does Machiavelli have, have the secret files, but so does D. The very next paragraph says, yes, Machiavelli said shakily. He was astounded at the elders, or was it just D? knew about his secret files. And then it's the, yes, I met her just the once. We fought, she won, he said shortly. He made She made quite an impression when he's talking about meeting Paranel. So even Machiavelli doesn't know who else knows. As far as he's concerned, right. only D does. So we don't know that the elders know. Nah, but, but when he says Machiavelli said shakily, Machiavelli's shocked that D knows about them. Like how right. would possibly know about these files? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, he he thinks he keeps him so so secure and on that on the laptop that he carries around, but mm-hmm. obviously, you know, he's he's been he's been found out. Maybe Dagon's a snitch. D- well, I mean, D- Dagon. <laughs> that that's not a bad thought, especially because we know that Machiavelli at least has spies somewhere near D because Machiavelli found out about what happened in Ojai with the. Civil War soldiers and everything else that that D brought back and remember when Machiavelli and D were talking about that that surprised D because D knew he hadn't he hadn't mentioned any of that 
So right. who knows? You know, I mean, it seems to me these guys are the working for dark elders, and and they're clearly all out to to advance their own agendas. So they probably have spies all over all over the place yeah, doing all kinds they're of all, stuff. They're all watching each other. They're both right. very big, devious it's characters. A, it's a big elder elder cold war. <laughs> immortal immortal humani cold war. Yes. They got their own satellites. I also, I mean, I, this this is probably way out there, but, you know, I did have a thought, and I sort of dismissed it almost immediately, but it still is kind of nagging in the back of my head, and I wonder if maybe, just maybe, Dee and Machiavelli don't have the same elder. Well, because when, when the elder calls Machiavelli, he would have known that it was his own elder. He didn't call him, though. He's, I think Dee passed on the message, didn't he? Yeah. No, Dee's elder. I thought Dee's elder. Or did he put him on the phone? Didn't Dee spoke to his own elder, and Machiavelli spoke to his own elder. Yeah. But I don't think there was. How do we know that they Machiavelli got a got a phone call from from his elder because he 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 sat up and said master. He was yeah he was. But it wasn't Dee's elder that called him. It was his elder. No, it was his elder. Yeah, because he called him master. Yeah, but but there is nothing. You don't know the identity. They could be one and the same person, and neither of them know that um, they're elder. Right? They're, they're both. They both have the same elder. Is is what I think Chris is you saying. You know something that kind of popped. Something that kind of popped into my head. I know you know along those lines. I know he's not the topic of our discussion today, but it kind of with the whole if they they could be the same one and the same person. But I was actually kind of thinking, what if the elder is Dora? Dora didn't kill D when she had the chance. Hmm. But isn't. I don't know. I mean, I, that no, that would be put, that would be one uh, heck of a traitor then. <laughs> well, it, it would be. And Dora put the uh, put the hit out on on D to Skatok. I, I think we mentioned that in the last podcast. Um, yeah, put Dora looks at Skatok and says, "You know, she must be avenged. See to it." And and Skatok nods and and, agree, and and accepts the basically the hit on D. So it also just seems kind of weird because Dora, for for I mean, based on her. History, she's done everything to fight for the humanity over time, right? Yeah, and so that's to, what I was say. that would be a major shift in, yeah. in that would be a in huge allegiances. And, yeah, and especially since she put the whole uh, curse on Mars and everything. You know, I I don't know. It, it's possible. There's nothing. I don't think we can rule pretty much anyone <laughs> or anything out at this point. But um, it would be a it would be a definite twist. I I, I like that that thought, Chris. That both of their elders are the, are the same person and has never told either of them that because Machiavelli always says, you know, he, he, he says in there that he knows that D's elder must be – he wonders who D's elder is because he must be a power, very powerful elder. So, you know, obviously they don't know who each other's elder are because D yeah, says – actually, 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 at that, D like actually that says something about I'll, I'll introduce you someday or something like that. Yeah. I'm actually at, at that part where he gets the phone call. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, Machiavelli says the last time he'd spoken to the elder he called master had been more than a century and a half ago. So um, he doesn't talk to his elder very often. But he says, but Machiavelli's master was one of the most powerful of the dark elders. That brought him back to a question that had troubled him down through the centuries: Who was Dee's master? So he yeah. hasn't talked. He hasn't talked to him over you know in almost 200 years. So right. they certainly don't have like a conversational, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's also another paragraph not long after the one you just quoted where it again says no one know whom D served, but it was obviously someone more powerful than Machiavelli's own dark elder master. And that made D all the more dangerous. And so, again, we know that clearly Machiavelli's elders being set up to be this very p- powerful guy, too. And since we really don't know a whole lot about either of them, just I sort of have this fleeting idea that maybe – Maybe they're actually the same person, and and the elder, not trusting either one of them, hasn't hasn't told them that that he's the master to both. And since we don't know, I mean, we, I still don't think I know exactly how D became immortal. I mean, it's it's mentioned, it, it's alluded to in when we hear about the. Morgan meeting him right, come, on come the rooftop and, and coming to get him, but we don't know where he took him, where she took him, or to who, or what, and exactly no. what transpired. And so, 
you know, we don't really know how Machiavelli did it either. And so I, I just look at it and I'm, I'm seeing these big holes that, that make me wonder if it's not the same, the same person and they just don't know it. You know, maybe there really is only the one Dark Elder trying to do everything. Yeah, I mean, and, and there are clues that whoever, whoever at least D's elder is, is somebody really scary. <laughs> right? I mean, really right. scary and all powerful, but Machiavelli's got the same sort of thoughts about his own master. And, you know, how many of them are there that can be at the top and be the most powerful? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's very possible the elders, the dark elder, is pitting one against the other, like using them for separate purposes. But in the end, kind of well, that's, setting that's the them up. Like, do you suppose other elders know, like first generation elders would know who the masters were, kind of thing? I mean, because okay, assume that they are two different people. Okay, if you assume that that Machiavelli's and D's immortals are two separate people, then mm-hmm. one master would have to contact. These master have to contact Machiavelli's master. So they obviously know who's who. If they're yes. if they're different people. So right. it's, yeah, yes, and I, obviously. At least and I would that, assume you know, Dora. Why why would wouldn't Dora possibly know? I mean, she's not a well, dark I, elder. I don't know. So yeah, thing. she's not a dark elder, and I think that they know each other because they're kind of in cahoots together. You know, like the dark elders are like conspiring together to try to make this final push to to uh, get the codex and actually. You know, bring their time back to back back to Earth. So, yeah, I think Dark Elders know each other and know what's going on, and know who's who's master. Mm-hmm. But and I would guess, like, uh, sorry, <laughs> no, I, no just, ahead, I would guess at least Mor- the the Morgan should know if she's the one who brought D to whoever made him immortal. So at yes. least some of them probably know. And there's a gargoyle that's on top of a building that knows. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they all get so, together on New Year's Eve or something and have a party. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other big clue is if if they are the same elder, um Machiavelli's Machiavelli's elder speaks Greek. Very yes. old Greek. So right. you know, you go through the list of all the old old Greek gods. I mean obviously Zeus was the guy. However, he obviously says he's one of the most powerful, so you got to assume it's not many more above Machiavelli's elder. So you got to say right. Machiavelli's elder is obviously not Zeus, or right. who would have been considered Zeus. However, you want to you want to look at that. And I mean, Mars was always pretty high up there, and it's not Mars. Well, right. don't forget, we've also got. I mean, he he spoke. I I know the it's a, I know the quote exactly. Greek in a dialect that had not been used in a millennia. Mm-hmm. We could though end up having it be a name that comes from um, another civilization that's just as ancient or more, um, but who happened, you know, who who or was Greek first, and then one of the other civilizations sort of adapted him as well. Because we've seen some names from some of the um, Aztec. Mm-hmm. Because um, one of the other we've things we've seen that there are Mayan symbols, and so we've seen these other groups. So, you know, Zeus is, is their most powerful, but you know, my Mayan history escapes me. But I don't remember who was the most powerful in in their system. But yeah. you know, I think there are there a handful also, of options. I mean, there's also the whole. I mean, during the, the you know ancient Greece was almost was just as powerful as the Roman Empire was. Mm-hmm. I mean, ancient Greece actually spread into Egypt. So you've got yep. the whole Morgan Bastet link there, being able yep. to bring D to whoever the elder was, and I mean, I'm just going with the whole speaking Greek thing from Machiavelli. Oh yeah, no, and and I think that makes sense to 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 look to Greek first because he'd probably re, you know go back to what was his native language or whatever, and that's why Gre- the ancient Greek would come first. But yeah, you know, I mean, who, yeah. who knows? Well, there's a there's a quote too that when uh, I think D goes to see Bestet, uh, his little, or her little Humani that's immortal, um, that serves her, I can't, his name is escaping me, but it says they speak the language of Tutankhamun, which is like, I guess, ancient Egyptian. So mm-hmm. that kind of shows that kind of link. So obviously his elder is going to be somebody that's from ancient Greece. Right. Well, and Sean, you know, talking the one about other- Zeus and stuff before, but. You know, what, who from the Greek mythology would we consider 
dark or or evil. Because I, I mean, I don't think Zeus I mean, would fall into that category. No, but I mean, you've got you've got Hera, who is obviously against the humans. Well, I mean, I know I know a bit about. I've got I've got a, a general knowledge of of Greek mythology in general. So I mean, Hera was the bad guy. But, but to a I degree, mean, Zeus is against the humans as well because when Prometheus stole fire from him to give to the humans, he got mad about it. So, right. I mean, well, that yeah, could kind of be something that he doesn't want the humans to progress. So he could be considered a dark elder from that aspect. Well, but you know, also Hecate is the same way. I mean, she doesn't really take a side, but she's not the a dark thing, elder. The You've other also thing that's got kind 80s. of Well, see that right, that's the other thing is you've got with with other things like that too the um where you have one of the things that you have like the roman gods and the greek gods the greek gods came first and then the roman gods were kind of adapted from the greek gods when when the roman empire spread themselves out they kind of adapted their ways to the places that they conquered so when you had like people like ares and mars it, I just thought it was kind of you know they, they referred to him as Mars. Is that just because that's the last thing he was known as? You know, so it goes further. It, it kind back. of seems that way. It, it kind of seems that way because um, um, was it Paranel in Sophie's body was recounting all the names of uh, Bastet, mm-hmm. and kind of like started with Bastet and then went back and as far back as she went, Bastet was more surprised. So it yeah. could be that. Like the latest name is like the current what they what what they currently refer to themselves as. So that, that's I, I thought Hades is another option though too, right? I mean Zeus. If you think about it, Zeus had the and Poseidon had the earth and the sea. Hades Hades is the third one in that group who, you know, if you put them, he's got one of the three realms and is then arguably equally, if not more, powerful. And given mm-hmm. that he's the god of the underworld. I mean, you know, yeah, he but, could be somebody a lot more, a lot scarier. Yeah, yeah it, I, I agree with that, but I don't, I don't know. Is that, is that too obvious? Is it too obvious know. of a choice? I mean, it's kind of like, it, I don't think it would be as surprising or as a, as a hidden character as he is if it was just, just Hades, because you're like, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the bad guy in Greek mythology. I mean, he's like the biggest bad guy, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's that, see that. That's the other that. thing, though. Hades wasn't really a bad guy. It's kind of like in, 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 if you want to go with modern culture, you know, people have like the specter of death, where death really isn't a bad guy. He's just doing his job. Yeah. Right. So you know, but, the, you know, in most stories, Hades, that's how he's painted. You know, in most stories, you would hear is 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 how Hades is painted as 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 the as the bad guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, you know. But but again, I just think that. That's too easy also, of a too easy of a choice. I mean, could it also be like one of the titans, as it were? I mean, like Prometheus was an elder, but in Greek mythology, Prometheus is, was a titan. You know, and, and the titans were the ones that went up against the gods and won, and that's why they're right. being that's why they're punished. So right. it's kind of like, but I, I see. I would say the titans were the good guys. Yeah, maybe the that's God, where you get the whole the battle between the dark elders and the. The regular elders is from the Titans and Zeus. Right. Those two groups that could kind of yeah, be. I mean, Zeus yeah, would not be like, ultimate. I think Zeus would be the ultimate dark elder. But it depends on how Chris was saying with the different, if you want to call them religions or, 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 or folklore, with other groups like the Mayans and things like that. But what's to say the most powerful in all of those places and all those religions wasn't the same person or, or elder? Yeah, sorry, it's, it's it's possible. Well, I, you know, we we've seen some some allusions to some of the Norse mythology too, which I mean, let's face it, they've got some pretty good bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, just, I think there's a lot of options, and I, I I was looking for while while you guys were talking, the one other thing that made me makes me think sometimes that they're the same is remember Machiavelli is what like 57 years older than D was even mm-hmm. born. So there's a, a quote that says, um, uh, Machiavelli is older than the magician, infl- infinitely more dangerous, and certainly more cunning. 
so we where was it? Oh, there it is. Sorry, wrong quote. It says um, Machiavelli was also slightly envious that Dee was younger than he and looked it. Machiavelli had been born in Florence in 1469, which made him 58 years older than the English magician. History recorded that he died in the same year Dee had been born, 1527. So if we assume that he got his immortality the year history recorded he died, you know, and that was the same year D had been born. 57, what, D maybe, even if you assume D was like in his 20s when, when he was offered immortality, you got 80, 60, 70 years there for there to be that gap where Machiavelli's doing whatever with his elder and, and his elder says he needs another tool or pawn to do something else and doesn't tell Machiavelli. There's enough of a split there, I think, that, mm. you know, that it's one more thing that, that, that could be in the, the, the list of evidence to why they, they could be the same and not know it. And, you know, you may have wanted him for a different reason um, than that uh, with his powers and obviously training with Flamel, um, alchemy mm -hmm. and, and stuff. I mean, Machiavelli doesn't seem to know anything like that. So... Yeah, that may be a, a, a draw for that elder if, mm -hmm. if they have the same elder. Yeah, I'm sure the draw for D was because he had he worked with Flamel and knew Flamel had the codex at the time. Yeah, and, and it could be um, you know need an inside man in that and and, and turn to D, but um, you know if they do have the same the same uh, elder, then it's like a the bad. A bad father playing, you know, two sons against each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just well, that's kind of what I was thinking too. It's like maybe this, if this, if if we assume that because we know D's elder, regardless of not the same person, D's elder is like the dark elder. I mean, we pretty much know that. Yeah, yeah, right. we're, we regardless we assume that. Yeah. Whether right. or not it's Machiavelli's elder too, we assume that D's elder is the top guy, the top dog. Right. Um, but if he's not really necessarily looking to bring back the elders if he's just looking for another war and he's going to do whatever he can to create that war again yeah you know what i'm saying like he he's just he's he's looking for the fight right he doesn't really necessarily care you know it, you know bring about a new revolution or something and right where he's not necessarily yeah, for I don't or think against he cares about, and I. yeah i don't think he cares about uh returning the earth to its to its uh you know former glory like uh, like D was alluding to Josh that they were going to do you know cure disease and the world was going to be you know fixed the uh, ozone layer fixed and and all that stuff uh, I I seriously doubt any of that is in his plans I, I would think it would be probably a much darker place you know when you think of dark dark uh, elders and and their realms and stuff you know when you think of the dark shadow realms that's where dark elders are I mean. Yeah, you, know, you can think of what they want to do to the to the earth when they gain control of it. Well, see, I don't think they'd want to destroy the earth necessarily, but I mean, no, more no, no, but make it like their their home. You know, like you go into when they went into Hecate's um, shadow realm, they they looked at the moon, and they were surprised that you know all the craters were were in it and everything, like it was brand new, and you know it went back to her time and it's how she she wanted it. So I think that they would come back and, and make the, the Earth the way they wanted it to be, or way the way it was when when they were powerful. And it may not be you know anything like you know what they're saying they want it to be like. You know, like Dee's telling Josh, you know, uh, the bring back the flora and fauna and all the stuff from from Donatalis and and everything and make the world all a nice pretty place. You know, I, I don't think that even if they had control, I don't think they want that. I mean, I think that you know, not not that he's just looking to pick a fight or anything, but I don't know necessarily he he cares that much about the the human eye as as well, or humani or whatever it is, so much as he feel. I mean, they got to feel kind of useless at this point, especially because isn't wasn't there like a clue or something where the the elder will step out of the shadows or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah it actually that. says that. Yeah. Um. So you know, is he trapped? In a shadow realm, or is he biding his time in a shadow realm? I mean, I'm assuming well, I think he obviously if he could be a, if he shows himself, he's he's obviously going to have a battle. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that he's hiding out in a, in a shadow realm somewhere, and you know maybe several of them are hiding out in the same shadow realm, and you know just waiting to uh, to come out and show themselves. Okay, well I think we're a little off the Machiavelli topic. <laughs> Wanted to switch gears here a little bit and think. Um, one of the big things with Machiavelli is when they go see Mars. Mars states that he doesn't know what Machiavelli's agenda is or what he. You know, he doesn't know what he's got planned. So what do you guys think? Do you think he's a good guy, a bad guy? Maybe he's neutral right now. He has his own agenda. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, he's uh, – Mars is so quick to to, to know exactly what, what D's agenda is and what his plan is. And, um, you know, he knows that he's going to – he's loyal to his elder and to his elder's plan. Um, I don't know that Machiavelli – wants to go against his elder i i seriously don't think he's as for the elders coming back as d is he's, i think he's he's, he's kind of comfortable in his life in his lifestyle and you know what what he has and and the way he's, he's just afraid of he's just afraid of betraying his master as he is going along with him yes yeah I, you know, I at one point he talks about how he saw he saw a young man shrivel to dust for his eyes because the elder decided that person didn't need to be alive anymore. Right. And, um, you know, he um, isn't – hasn't made that decision yet in his head. And you know, it may be like D has made that decision so Mars can see that and uh, and knows what his path is going to be because he's already made the conscious decision that I'm going to go along with what my elder is saying. But Machiavelli hasn't made that decision yet. You know, he may choose death over – them coming back, I, who knows? He, I don't think he knows at this point. I think Machiavelli is a victim of his conscience. Like he, he's very conflicted, and I think he, he kind of sees all sides of the situation and doesn't really be on it. I don't think he knows at this point what his agenda is. So I think he has the potential to go kind of either way. Right, but I, I'm sure that he knows the more he leans toward the other way that. The, the end of his life is 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 quickly approaching um, mm-hmm. because as soon as his elder finds out that he's not going along with the plan you know his his immortality is probably going to be revoked immediately so you know I, I wouldn't doubt it that there's a decision made either way in one of the books and either Machiavelli goes and joins D or he possibly chooses death and saves or helps Flamel and the twins. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, was, I, I think they're going. To, he's going to be posed with that because of this being put in there with Mars saying, "I don't know where your allegiance or where your agenda is." It's most likely foreshadowing to allude that he is actually going to be forced to make the choice. I think. You know mm-hmm. what? I I thought that initially, but I wonder if. Mars just can't read his aura because Machiavelli's got the ability to to hide that. And I think from some of the other evidence and some of the things that um, Michael mentioned in that one interview that we, we got to see, and then his one, um, I think he, it was his comment in one of the, the topics on the forum about how we're going to learn more about what Machiavelli's wife, right? I think. Yes. Um, the death of his wife as the spice of immortality. I have. Uh, I think I have a similar quote of what he says in the interview. It says, uh, "We'll see." Machiavelli is said to ponder the death of his wife and the sorceress. You know, um, maybe maybe his wife was alive or was you know with him when he had his elder, and she was you know he's in love with her, and she's. Pulling him away from from being with on, on you know the dark side, <laughs> and uh, his elder realizes it and, and kills her. See, I well, wonder I think, if I know. See, I think it's more of a who wants to live forever kind of thing. He was. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pulling from the whole Highlander theory of Highlander. things here. <laughs> but but it's like well no because you know he had to watch his love of his life age and die. Okay. I think that. Well, presumably, that's what happened. That, that, yeah. I mean, right. that, that's what I took it as, is, as he's going to be like, you know, he had to watch this woman that he was in love with grow old and die while he yeah. stayed 57 years old. And, well, and you know, uh, and that, was, that was my initial thought of, uh, as well. But, you know, when I start to think more into it, you know, could be a possibility that, that she was she was killed 
and you know he could have stopped it or he'd been killed too i mean it could be it could be you know something just as simple as she grew old and died and he had to watch it i don't know see i i think he i really i i have started to think that he has made up his mind and that while he's helping and he's not he's not going against what his elder wants at this point you know i think it's still it's still questionable how things are going to to end up and so he doesn't have to go against his elder just yet and right. and he he's because he still considers himself human um there's a quote where he says um it's that same same quote where um he's talking about how he met Paranel once and he says um you never did understand the human capacity for love did you when when he's talking to D and then he he later then says I never traded my humanity for my long life doctor I've always remembered my roots and we humans he stressed the last word have the capacity to to feel another creature's pain so he still considers himself a human he still lumps himself into that group whereas I think it's clear D doesn't and and so Again, I think he's probably already decided. I mean, you know, what the heck? I'm never right, but the, the, my thoughts are I I think he's decided and we just have yet to see him have to take action in in that way so as to go against his elder. I don't I, think right. ultimately he's going to care if he has to give his life. I think it's a possibility because they they do talk about how cunning he is and how patient he is and Somebody that's that cunning and intelligent and patient about things would take the time to learn how to maybe block out somebody's ability to see what they're planning or what they're thinking or, right. you know, it's cunning. The cunning goes with the patience to help kind of delude the situation, you know, helps say he's patient to wait for things, but he's also smart enough to get people to not realize what he's up to either. So we also know that there that he is very powerful when we first see him when he creates those what is it tulpas right in the church yeah, um, wax, wax, wax yeah right flamel is surprised that he's powerful enough to do that later in chapter 9 dora set dora warns d that he is let's see machiavelli is more dangerous than you can imagine he's even more cunning than d and so cunning the and and the power that he has flamel also says to to josh trust me the man makes d look like an amateur when he's talking about how dangerous he is so and and powerful the other, so the other thing about machiavelli though that i kind of that, that separates him him from d is the fact that d wouldn't think twice about killing josh sophie flamel paranel he wouldn't think twice about it That's right. machiavelli however there's a part where during that whole conversation where he's talking about have you ever met Paranel and all this other stuff, D says, I've done something I should have done long ago. And Machiavelli's like, well, what have you done? And he, when he talks about how he sends the Morgan to, to kill Paranel, Machiavelli seems put off by that. Like, he's like, wait a minute. You know, like, no, he, he seems like one that he wouldn't just often kill somebody. You know what? He says that. Um, also in the scene. Um, at the Eiffel Tower, where everybody else splits from Nicholas. Remember, mm -hmm. there's the crowd of people because of the fireworks, and he specifically says... Um, D wouldn't care, think twice D about D wouldn't care. He, that's right. He'd push right through the crowd, create all the casualties, whatever, and and he he won't do that. So yeah, Machiavelli doesn't like to draw attention to himself, I don't yeah. think. I think he likes to kind of wallow in his own misery, so to speak. There's also, I mean, my personal favorite kind of Machiavelli moment that makes me, I mean, you have to like the guy where he says, um, he's talking about, uh, he's talking with Dagon about destroying Scaddy or something. It says, Dagon reached up and pulled off his sunglasses. His huge bulbous fish eyes were wide and staring. Says, and if they lose control of Nidhogg, it could devour the entire city. Machiavelli took a moment to consider, then he nodded. It would be a small price to pay to destroy the shadow. You sound just like D. Machiavelli says, I am nothing like the English magician. D is a dangerous fanatic. And you're not, Dagon asked. He says, I'm only dangerous. And it's, it's a, there's a big difference there. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think yeah. he calculates Absolutely. every move he makes. The, he, he's kind of like playing the game of risk value. almost, where he thinks, you know, eight moves ahead and right. doesn't really make a big deal about it, whereas D just kind of acts on the exactly. situation. Like in, you know, like, like in in chess or something, D would be the bring the bring the uh, the bishops and the and the knights and and the queen out to kill as fast as possible whereas Machiavelli would play his pawns out first and wait for the for the moment to to make the move but it, but it's just it's just kind of shows that 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 opposite effect where you know his Machiavelli's primary objective from his elder is to get Flamel get the codex get the twins basically but when they're at the Eiffel Tower, he won't do anything because there's a crowd there. But then right. he says destroying all of France, all of Paris would be a small price to pay to destroy the shadow. So it's like, well, he won't do it to get the book for his elder. He won't think twice about it be- because they they killed Scatty. It's almost like he has a vendetta against Scatok. Yeah. But then again, he wasn't the one that did it either. So he can maintain his quiet little hidden life. He's definitely of the self-preservation. <laughs> yeah, that's what that. that's what um, that's what puzzles me about him because you know at one point I want to think well he doesn't he doesn't care you know he's he's uh, grieving over a wife that died uh, however and he's not wanting to go along with his elder and you know maybe he's thinking about choosing death over what he thinks is right but then you have that other side of him like that right there that he you know, is all about keeping himself alive and out of out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm wondering so. if he almost doesn't have an agenda because we made that comment earlier about how he hasn't spoken with his elder in centuries. Like maybe he doesn't have a task from him right now. Right. So maybe that's that, part of the problem. How does that line of command go? You know, I mean, D calls him and. You know he doesn't bid on on these masks that he wants. He he walks and walks out and leaves because he knows he has to take that call from D. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, he didn't know he it was got, D. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't know it was D. Yeah, he didn't. That's right. Right, and and he he yeah. goes through and and he he thinks, well, I told my staff or you know not to bother me, and and they know better than to unless it was an emergency, and so he's kind of like, oh shoot, gotta take it because it must be that if they're really bothering me. Right, but as soon as he realizes it's D, he he's gone. Yes. You know, as soon as he realizes it's D, he he does what he, he has start, to. Do, so he starts walking out the door and is outside and in the car with with Dagon. Yeah. As soon as possible. And I, mean, I wonder, he, I wonder why that oh. is. Like, why does he just up and jump for D? Yeah, he he has to know that um, his elder would want him to follow D's commands. So I mean we we don't know much about their history together either. I mean obviously they've worked together before. On but other Machiavelli things. didn't know Machiavelli didn't know that D worked for Nicholas, or or was taught by. No, him. no, but I think that would be something that that D you know wouldn't tell in in just random conversation if they're not chasing Flamel. You know I, I'm I'm not I'm thinking like you know hundreds of years ago they've had to work together and they're you know his elder says you know you do what. You do what Doctor D says, because otherwise, how does he know just to absolutely listen to anything he says and 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 to do what he do what he wants him to do? He's he's got to know that his elder would want him to follow D's orders. But see, the other thing that's kind of interesting too is why would the elder care? Like, why does Machiavelli have to wait for D? Why is D so important over Machiavelli to catching Flamel? Yeah, I think that is actually um, D's ego. You know, he goes crying to his elder, saying, "I want to be there when this happens. I tell Machiavelli's elder not to move until I'm there because I'm going to take care of this myself." And why does he have that? Why Why would D have that kind of pull with his elder? You know, maybe it's something that his elder wanted him to take care of it, and that's where it came from. Could have been. But he didn't trust Machiavelli to take care of it. Yeah, and he may have said that. He may have said if you know if you let the weak Machiavelli go in there, Flamel will get away. But if you have him watch them till I get there, I can take care of this. Mm. Well, I mean, and 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 if Machiavelli's elder knows him well enough, even though they haven't spoken in a hundred years, 
right, but does know him well enough. Maybe he knows that, that Machiavelli hasn't really lost his humanity, and Machiavelli would rather he, – he, he probably wouldn't intend to just kill the twins and take care of it or, or whatever, that, that he, he wouldn't go at it with the same hand that D would. Right, mm-hmm. and and they they want something. They're going at it a, 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 with a lot more force than than Machiavelli, I think, would have on his own. See, I think a lot of it too. Like, I mean, you know, this is all pulled from actual history and myth and stuff like that. So it's like, does does who Machiavelli really was have any play into kind of how he's acting now? I mean, well, he was a politician. Uh, so he's always out for his own interests. Is that what you're saying? Well, that, that is cunning and, you know, backstabbing and dangerous. How, how are these guys keeping their, their own name, you know? <laughs> Gee, I had the same thought. You I know, like... th- these, guys, these guys have been around for whatever, how many hundreds of years, and they, they have to use aliases to, to – Well, see, they, but see, the other thing is, is we're seeing the story from the people who know who they are as point of view. For uh, example, yes. it wasn't it – wasn't What do the officers call what – what do the officers call him? And the auctioneer Sir? at the no, the auctioneer in the first chapter calls him Machiavelli when when he makes his first bid when he makes the bid on the masks. Mm-hmm. Um, the auctioneer Monsieur says, "I am bid one hundred thousand euro by Monsieur Machiavelli, yeah, always yeah. one of this charity's most generous supporters and sponsors." Well, he it could also just be a, a um, popular be, name, be an ancestor, because <laughs> I mean, Machiavelli was a politician. You know, so basically generational thing, but you know, like Flamel went by Nick Fleming. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he changed. Well, you know, going in, you know, to America, I I don't know. Does it say when they actually went over to the the New World, came over to America? Um, Because you know, obviously with owning a store, owning a bookstore and stuff, they have to have records. Made of themselves and their different identities, mm-hmm. you know. In the civilization we have today, they they have to have that. You know, does it, does it not apply to Machiavelli? I don't know. I mean, if you have D enough do? money, you, you know what? what does, buy anything. And Flamel can, you know, obviously turn anything to to gold. But <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was just, yeah. If you have enough money, you can. You can buy the the whatever paperwork doc, documents you need. Not to mention, I mean, what's Machiavelli doing now? He's he. What does he do? What does Machiavelli do now? He's in charge of a of a very big, powerful group in the government. I mean, so he could very well create whatever paperwork or have created whatever paperwork he needs yeah. for anything. Yeah, and, but I mean, one and, of the things doesn't D doesn't D own the um, the industries? What is that building? The the something industries where uh, yeah where they're holding Yep. and isn't isn't doesn't it uh, a reporter or something talk about quoting uh, John D president of whatever industries you know we're making a movie or something when when uh, when they when Dora's shop blew up mm-hmm. yep. so he goes he goes by John D yeah he's a little more but of a I mean, John D is not as I mean, before you, before you read this book had any of you ever heard of John D before. Yes. No. But yeah, I was I was a I was a history major too. Yeah, but it was it was you know it was wasn't anything that I, I recognized the name, but I didn't know anything about him. But it, but it's also one of those things. Okay, think about this though: the name John D versus Nicholas Flamel, or versus you know Niccolo Machiavelli. I mean, he's right. like a f- historical famous figure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I mean, you know, I mean, he also. I, you know, so other other things that were brought up on the forum that you know they were never confirmed or anything, but you had other people like that were just mentioned, like f- these famous famous historical people. Where it's like, how could they possibly continue going on as these people? Like, how do you, you know? Do, how how does how does Machiavelli fake his own death and, and all of a sudden there's someone else that's the exact same age he was coming walking down the street? Someone's got to recognize the guy. Name name Niccolo Machiavelli. (laughs) Yeah. You you look familiar. What's your name? You know, it's... Well, I think they they traveled a lot and moved city to city and, you know, changed their name. I mean, think about Niccolo. I mean, he, where he is in power. um, He was, he was, he was the head of that thing. I mean, obviously he, he's the head of whatever the 
DSG or, or yeah. whatever it is. But he also he's, like originally he was and you know he was Italian and now he's in France. Yeah. Right. Well, and historically, I think sometime before he died, he was a politician, but then there was some kind of conspiracy or something against him, and he was basically chased out of the city, like. He was banished, and there was a trial, and I think they may have, like, tried to kill him or something. I don't know, like, hang him, or I, I don't remember Actually, exactly from the research, um, but I, he was um, basically on, chased out of there. I, I just opened up his uh, wiki page, and it actually says that uh, his resting place is unknown, which is kind of a, a interesting little kind of toss out there. I mean, to throw into the whole myth of maybe he's not really dead. Yeah. Well, we know how much Michael Scott loves the the mystery with the death. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it is kind of one of those things, you know. If he's just walking down the street. How is he? I mean, he must. He had to go. They have to go into hiding for a while, I suppose. And then be like, oh yeah, my grandfather was the actual Niccolo Machiavelli. You know, I mean. Right. Oh no, I I think they definitely have their ways of keeping secret and i think that goes along with his cunning abilities you know the fact that he can walk around with his original name and nobody suspect him at all right. i mean obviously the idea is ludicrous to most normal people that somebody would be that old <laughs> yeah. but you know that fact aside you know he uh he is cunning and we we do know he's pretty smart and he's dangerous and he probably outthinks most people so that probably mm-hmm. allows him to walk around being niccolo machiavelli how do we think that he got associated with with Dagon and how they got together? I mean, does Dagon work with his elder and his elder told them to to be together, or did Machiavelli and Dagon kind of form a relationship and uh, decide that both of their goals were best suited together working? I have absolutely no idea on that one. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> well, you know, I've been thinking about that. But we know, we know Dagon, all his people are gone. And yes. he's been with Machiavelli basically since the beginning of, of Machiavelli being immortal from, okay. from the timeline. We know that, that Dagon hasn't told Machiavelli everything about himself. I don't know. Well, I, I also think it's I've interesting... That someone like Dagon serves, who's infinitely older than Machiavelli, serves somebody that's so much younger than him. I mean, because here you have the elders that are all powerful, and I know Dagon's not an elder, but he's from that time, and he somehow willingly bends to Machiavelli's will and serves him. It's it's sort of like the uh D Morgan relationship because the Morgan was there when D was was turned uh over to his dark elder and she doesn't necessarily follow his orders. You know, she you know runs off and leaves him without any transportation uh outside of Hecate's shadow realm, but when you know he calls, she comes. The only other thing I the only thing I can think about that is is Dan clearly is not, does not look like a regular human being, right? In without the sunglasses and and there's, if you got real close to him, something clearly would be off with the way he looked, and so maybe serving an an immortal human is really the only way for him to have some sort of human-like existence, because he is so different, and he looks so different. You know, Machiavelli protects him. Yes, he's he's the servant, but but in a lot of ways, you know, he, he does the, he's by being that servant, he's got something to do, got something to keep him busy, where he's not stuck, relegated to you know being a fish in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. could it be so, could it be like a, a like a life debt in a way? I mean, did Machiavelli help? Uh, I don't know because because that's not really the kind of terms that they left on. You know, he, he didn't save pretty him. Much said, yeah, he pretty much said okay. He just kind of said okay. You know, we've we've been together. It's been fun. I'm off to uh, kill the shadow, and uh, that's it. So, you know, I I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure. That's a that's a puzzling question as to why why Dagon uh, kind of 
serves Machiavelli. Of course, you know, maybe it is that that's Dagon's way of, of, of making through, making it through this world. You know, that's his cover is Machiavelli. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's the part where, where Machiavelli lets him go. Machiavelli says, I just, I found it on the, on the, on the book here. You have been with me now for close to 400 years. You have always been loyal, and I owe you both my life and liberty. I free you from my service, Machiavelli said formally. Ah. Find the shadow's body, and if she is still alive, then do whatever you must do. Go now and be safe, old friend. Yeah, for Dagon my service. Away. Dagon turned away, then he stopped suddenly and looked back at Machiavelli. What did you call me? Machiavelli smiled. Old friend, be careful, he said gently. The shadow is beyond dangerous, and she's killed too many of my friends. Okay, so he obviously does owe him something because he is in his service. He has been placed in his service, or like I, I don't, I don't know about the life debt thing. I mean, Dagon seems pretty, yeah. like yeah, pretty well, bad, pretty bad guy. I think that he could handle his own, but there is some reason that that he is serving Machiavelli, and Machiavelli has the control to free him from that service. So. Interesting. It doesn't seem like it, it's not like a blackmail thing or anything because he's they're like friends and Do you loyalty. think it's more of a magical control? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He says I free you from my service, so I I, I don't know what that connection is. But that's definitely uh, definitely something I I hadn't thought about. Well, you know, I think we've had a really really good in depth conversation on on Machiavelli and uh, pretty much touched on as much as we can. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's move on to, uh, to Jeff's random quote of the day. And in a perfect world, we'd have a nice little intro thing here saying like, Jeff's random quote of the day, or Sean doing yeah. it in a cool voice. <laughs> that would right, be kind of scary. <laughs> the man behind the curtain. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do a little different. You know, last, uh, episode we did, uh, I let you guys answer. See if you could you could figure out the answer, but I think it would be cool if we let the listeners answer and send in their responses. You know, you guys can can send your answers to awakenings at flamels immortal portal dot com, and uh, you know, we you may get mentioned on the air uh, for the first one that gets the uh, the correct answer. Okay, so uh, so here we go with the random quote of the day. You just take all the fun out of the game. Yeah, I know, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, the listeners, you guys can have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it gets a chance for uh, for you guys to interact with us, and, uh, you know, we can uh, we can then, you know, mention your name on air, and uh, you can be famous, like us. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, something like that. All right. Random quote of the day. Don't move, he murmured. Wait. Look. Notice. And that's it. So if you guys can find that, whoever can find that, send it in to awakenings at flamels-immortalportal. I'm sorry, immortal-portal.com, and the uh, first one in will uh, will be the winner. So, well, guys, uh, that's our show for the day. Uh, I don't think we have uh, have much more we can touch on. Uh, we we do have a really good podcast planned for the next episode. Next episode, we're going to be covering the. The uh, Saint-Germain, I always have trouble saying that, uh, that's how the, the, uh, the audiobook calls him, Saint-Germain, that's it, Saint-Germain, and uh, Joan of Arc. So we're going to kind of get in-depth with them, and um, also the new question of the month and poll on the podcast page will be focused on uh, Joan and uh, Germain, so jump on there uh, with your thoughts. And you can also send uh, us emails, obviously, awakenings at fomels-moral-portal.com. And uh, please, guys, go over to Podcast Alley. Vote for us every month. If you think we do a good job, I know you think we do. So jump over there, vote for us. And, um, you know, that that's all we've got. And until the next leg eight opens. This is Jamie. Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Signing off. Click B. <laughs> I'm second. What do you mean? In the intros. <laughs>
Where's the intros? I don't see them on there. At the top. <laughs> the first freaking thing. <laughs> okay, I was scrolled down. I'm sorry. I apologize. We do appreciate you guys answering the poll. Or not poll, question of the month. Woo. You can cut that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will be. Let's take that back and try again. Let's redo. Um, I, I wasn't... <laughs> sure. I wasn't expecting that we. I thought you were going to flow right into the oh, next one. Okay, I'll go. I'll move on then. Cut. Snip, snip. <laughs>